0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020 Campari American, New York, New York. Never compromise. Drink responsibly.
2: One, one more note though. Mauro Biello was wearing his antimicrobial dragba, <laughs> Mac Weldon's, this past weekend, and they, it worked out. He, what a boss move.
0: Soccer podcast brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to Rotowire.com/soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Lair.
1: This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Sponsored by Mac Weldon. Rotowire listeners can use the promo code Rotosoccer over at MacWeldon.com to get 20% off their orders. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of Rotowire.com. I might have said that already, but I'm uh, joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about the final regular season slate of Major League Soccer. Um, we have every single game going on at four o'clock Eastern, which leads to plenty of soccer at the same time and lots of lineup decisions to go through. So, gentlemen, we're just going to dive right in. Um, We have, like I said, all 10 games uh, kicking off at the same time. We can start talking about Colorado and Houston because I told you before the podcast we'd start there. Um, And, J.D., you said this might be a terrible game. And, Skylar, you said there are a few Rapids guys that you're interested in. Colorado still has a shot at the supporter shield, so theoretically they're going all out, and Houston stinks anyway, so um, J.D., why wouldn't you target some guys from this game?
2: Uh, I probably will, I just don't like either of these teams that much, uh, especially w- when Colorado doesn't have Jermaine Jones, it's kind of just the, the and gashi show, so they they just kind of bore me, even when they're performing well, and they're kind of getting back on the on the horse a little bit. They had a, a bad second half of the summer there, but they're playing better. They had the lead in the Supporters' Shield for a little while. They got their first win in like a couple months, I think, and uh, now Dallas is is back ahead of them. So they should take care of Houston tidally, um, and I definitely can see rostering a couple people in this game. But my problem is every other team is playing on this slate. We have a, a meaty 10-games and, um, it just feels like there's a lot more potential with some other players. So maybe get one Colorado guy if you have to, but I'm not, I'm not going to be stacking too many, uh, teams in any of my lineups just cause there's so many choices out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Skylar, is there anybody besides, um, Gashi that you're looking at? Are you finally gonna jump into Baji this week, although he we didn't even start last or was even in the 18 last weekend.
3: He
2: played, he I came think. On as a OD.
3: sub. Oh, okay. Um, I'm probably in that uh, price range looking more towards Kevin Doyle. Not uh, super excited about playing Kevin Doyle. I never really have been, but he did have a brace last time he was at home. And just with what's at stake and his price, I think he's a pretty good play. Um, I like their defensive options. I like Howard and goal, and I like uh, Mark Birch at 4,200. So those are kind of the, the core Rapids players I'm looking at. I really like Gashi a lot, just given that the Rapids, if they win, then they have a shot at winning the Supporters' Shield, which with um, Mauro Diaz for FC Dallas going down, I think that um, Dallas is going to have a really tough time at L.A. getting the full three points. So I I think Colorado's in a pretty good spot here, and I think Gashi's the type of player, um, especially considering he's, uh, I don't know, like fifth or sixth, most expensive midfielder on the board and then you've got Valeri and diaz who are probably going to be out um for me i'm looking at gashi and probably ladero as the top two midfielders on this slate hmm.
2: if marco papa plays at 4700 that's a guy i would definitely consider getting in there
1: yeah i think he started last weekend didn't he
2: he did yeah which i mean he's probably not going to start two weeks in a row here but um <laughs> Maybe Jermaine Jones gets a a little run in this one. So that's another thing you have to think about that um, like any midfielder you use could very well be subbed off at like halftime, depending how the game's going. So Jermaine Jones can can get some uh, a little bit of action in before the playoffs. Um, So, yeah, a lot of stuff's up in the air. If Colorado jumps out to an early lead, you don't know what uh, Pablo Mastroianni is going to going to do just before the playoffs. Get some guys some time. So. I mean, even Gashi, if they're up 2 nothing at halftime, Gashi could easily come off and, uh, and you know, just be saved for the playoffs. Yep.
3: Yeah, he came out in the 70th minute a couple of games ago when I think the Rapids were tied or the game was really close and I was kind of scratching my head. I think I had him in my roster, of course. So <laughs> uh, I'm sure all you were doing of, was scratching your head. Right, something like that. Um <laughs> But, yeah, that's a good shout on Papa, too. He's 4,700. If he starts again, then he might be in some of my lineups. Okay. Uh, are there any Houston guys you'd consider?
1: Mm, on a, no. On when all 20 teams are available?
2: <laughs> and Colorado actually <laughs> needs to win, and right. Houston has no reason to play. Right. I mean, Mauro Minotis is almost 7,000, which is nuts, so let's take a hard pass on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: There's a ton of value that's going to be available on this slate. I just, I don't, and Houston's going to have some unknowns. They've been rostering a few guys or starting a few guys over the past couple of weeks that, um, you know, are kind of unrecognizable to most. But I just, in this game especially, I don't, I'm not going to take any Houston guys. I'm going to look for value elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I was thinking they'd roll out some $2,700 15-year-old winger that maybe, (laughs) but even then it's not worth it?
2: No, they'll probably play Will Bruin instead. <laughs> yeah, uh, seriously, Houston's just—they're not a good a good franchise right now, and they need to. I mean, I think they are focusing on youth a little bit more, but they really need to uh, speed that up.
1: Yeah, that makes
2: sense. I mean, Minotis there—he had no business starting at Rio Grande Valley this year. He should have been uh, starting the entire season. Um, they're the second know. highest favorites. Uh, Yeah. Colorado. Are you mean? Yes. Yes. Not Houston. (laughs) Um, I actually, I think if I was in a GPP, I would maybe consider Joe Willis. He's $3,200. Um, he's probably going to see a lot of shots if it's a I mean, Colorado need to win. So maybe if they, if Houston goes up a goal, then they're going to just get their nets going to be barraged. Um, or if Colorado just gets a little frustrated, they can't kind of break the seal, they're going to start throwing a lot at the goal. And Joe Willis isn't bad. So okay. it's, it's a thought, but it's not something I'm extremely confident in. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, let's move to the next game, which might be even uglier, actually. San Jose at uh, KC. The, I don't even know what to make... Of the earthquakes, uh, I feel like every time I consider any of them, they're just a, a total bust. Uh, but Sporting need—they um, need a point. Does it? Uh, let's see. They, they might need more. They're level. On, well, right. It all depends on what they need. At least a point. If if Portland uh, also draws, so I guess if they get three uh, and Portland wins, let's see that, that. So that's tied on number of wins, goal differential. Uh Sporting it's has only one, one goal. Yeah, so uh and then goals four and they have a uh, Portland actually has a significant lead there. So theoretically Sporting Kansas City have to go all out here.
3: Uh, right, they're in with a win um and they if they tie then the Timbers have to lose or or tie. But um, they're not
2: in with a win.
3: Right. Um I think they are. I'm looking at the scenarios here. I mean, that's what according to mlssoccer.com that's the, that's if how they, it plays out but... if
1: they win and portland wins then they're tied on points and they're tied on wins and then it's gold differential and then if, about, that, if that's uh, salt equal,
3: lake and seattle well,
2: so, yeah salt lake and seattle also are in that range but i mean what if they both win
3: right well, i think they're uh playing each other so
2: oh salt lake and seattle are yeah right. so there's yeah that's
3: that's the big uh cluster there in the in the west is it's Mm. those four teams that are still playing for a spot gotcha oh yeah so so
1: so sporting in portland will move ahead of one of uh rsl in seattle with wins
3: right correct Gotcha. gotcha okay
1: fun so dom dwyer
3: yeah dom dwyer graham zussi seth sinovich kevin ellis that's oh. the uh, the center back of
2: the week for you guys.
3: Oh,
2: um, yeah. I mean, I love. But he's a forty one hundred dollar center back. That's pricey.
3: It is pricey. It's maybe a little little more than I'd like to pay for a center back. But he's he's actually one of those center backs that picks up points. Um, you know, not just a center back that might get you like two or something, and then you hope for a goal. He probably ended on like six or seven without a goal. So. I'd be willing to take a gamble on him. I think that Sporting will probably get a shutout here. Would um, you rather
1: Ellis than spending 3800
3: on Beasler? Ah, Beasler's in the doghouse. I don't know if he's oh, even. He? I thought yeah, he started last game. Did he?
2: But if Beasler doesn't play, then you have Ike Opara at $3,600. Yep. Right. I love Ike. If he
3: starts, I like that at $3,600. i would probably play him over Kevin Ellis, but. Definitely. Um.
2: I don't like Beazler as much as Kevin Ellis just because Beazler isn't like an aerial threat.
1: Mm-hmm. Scored with his feet yep. for the U.S. against. Yeah, Kevin uh, Ellis Keeler? has, I
2: think, multiple goals this season.
1: Mm. Okay.
2: Multiple headed goals, perhaps.
1: Okay. All right.
2: I'm I'm also probably not going to play Kevin Ellis, but I'm, <laughs> I can see why Skyler may be enticed a little bit.
1: Okay. And is there just an expectation that San Jose rolls over because they're out?
2: Not really. They're just boring. Yeah. I mean they they could get a result. They might probably won't. It's it's kind of up in the air. I don't necessarily think Kansas City are gonna steamroll them.
1: Okay. Have they steamrolled anybody this year?
2: No, I don't think so. <laughs> Simon Dawkins had a heck of a game last week. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Four shots, seven yes. crosses. Unbelievable. Fifty nine hundred. What a waste.
3: Um
1: David Bingham anyone? I mean if you assume that Kansas City needs to win, they should be peppering shots too, right?
2: Yeah, unless they go up a goal, then they just can sit they just, on it. Sit on San it. Jose aren't gonna score if Kansas City bunker. Right.
3: Okay. Yeah, if we're talking in that price range, I know we haven't gotten to this game yet, but we just mentioned it. Uh, Seattle Real Salt Lake, Nick Ramondo's price, you know, has that ro- roadkeeper pricing $3,400. So, wow. just with what's at stake, I think that's going to be a pretty tightly contested game. And I could see Ramondo turning in a pretty good score. So, mm-hmm. that's probably who I'm going to look at if I'm looking in that bargain bin price range. Okay.
2: Yeah. I, I think I do agree with Skyler, but Ramondo's floor is lower than the other guys just because Seattle's more dangerous in the attack.
1: Makes sense. Um, all right, let's move on. I don't really want to talk about those two teams. As Kansas mentioned.
2: City had a, a yeah. really good game last night, by the way. I forget how badly they won by in the CONCACAF Champions League, but mm-hmm. it was quite a bit. Oh, three to one. They good. played mostly guys that aren't going to have anything to do with this mm-hmm. weekend's match, though.
1: Answered my question. All right. <laughs> uh, let's go next to. Uh, Dallas and LA so Dallas needs one point I believe to clinch the supporter shield and they now have to do without Mauro Diaz who the last thing I saw was out potentially eight months which is a decent chunk of next season as well Uh, at least the first two months of next season which is a bummer Um, what or how do you guys think they make up for his absence, at least this weekend.
2: I think it's going to be Kellen Acosta just kind of slotting into the number 10 role. He, uh, he usually plays a little bit more defensive, but they have Grueso and Ujoa that can play the defensive midfield roles. Uh, Acosta just getting right in there and he can actually, he can play offensively as well. He's not, not bad by any means. Um, He's kind of more like a, I don't know, like if, when you watch Jermaine Jones try and play the number 10, that's kind of like Acosta a little bit. He's more uh, more physical, um, probably a little more rangy just in terms of getting all over the field, but uh, he definitely can play it, and I think if they need a boost in the second half, it's going to be Mauro Rosales coming in. Um, he's definitely way more of a playmaker. He's probably their best playmaker, but his knees are made of glass, and he's he's fairly old. He can't really pull off a a full 90 minutes. So if they, if they want to keep the same formation, that's what it's going to be. I think maybe they entertain moving to like a four, three, three. Um, but it's a, that would be kind of risky this late in the year to, to try and trot that out.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you think they pull it off? Meaning getting that point?
2: Yeah, I do. Okay. I mean, there's, there's no coach I trust more in MLS than Oscar Pereja.
1: Hmm. Okay. Skylar, do you think that, the galaxy i mean the galaxy are pretty much are locked into that third spot and it seems like they don't really have anything to play for this weekend do you think we'll see some rotation or some of these guys you know we'll see basically half games from from some of these guys or do you think they do you think picking anybody from the from the galaxy will work out
3: i think we'll see uh... I don't know. I think we'll see some rotation for sure just based on um, the Galaxy's positioning right now like you said there, re- there really isn't much else for them to play for they've already got home field advantage wrapped up for the first round um, but I do think you know just knowing Bruce and his spirit that yeah he'll come out with a strong team to uh, give Colorado a chance I'm sure Pablo Mosterone has been on the phone with him they know each other very well so um, I'm sure there's going to be a competitive game here. Um, I do think Dallas gets the point, though. But um, I'm looking at Donovan again. I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to start, but um, 5300. He got me nine points last game. So he was anytime he, yeah, and anytime he's out there, especially this cheap, then I'm going to play him. Um, not, I'm not as confident this week as I was last week when he was at at houston um but i still like him you still fading him jd
2: yeah i mean nine points for five thousand dollars really isn't that great last week um and it really was all off of corners essentially so i don't know it's just not not a situation i like that much he played 63 minutes which was pretty predictable if anything that was longer than i was expecting out of him so um Love him. Love him as a player. I hope he does well, but he's not going to be in my fantasy lineup. Um, I do think there's going to be a lot of rotation though, more so than it sounds like Skyler does. Um, I did, Bruce Arena's spirit is just like doing whatever he has to do to get his team ready for the playoffs and moving forward in the playoffs. And if, if he needs to rest people, that's what he's going to do. He doesn't care what Pablo Mastro needs. <laughs> um, I, f- I forgot to mention earlier during the Colorado segment, I still don't think Pablo Mastroni is a good coach, but um, I guess he finally had a decent season, so whatever. Um, I don't think you can really bank on too much for Los Angeles outside of Gio Dos Santos if he starts, but now he's not going to be on corners necessarily, so that's kind of risky. Um, you can't really bank on another Alan Gordon goal because <laughs> – that one was ridiculous. It was cleared off of him into the net, and like a cre- credit Biden to the galaxy. Credit to yeah, credit to the galaxy. They tweeted it out with uh, the caption Golasso, which was pretty funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> for Alan Gordon, that probably is like a Golazo. That's what he goes to bed dreaming about. <laughs> but um, it- if anything, I'm going to play one of the young guys that LA might trot out there with some rotation because. They have a good academy. There's a lot of talent there. So if one of the, the young attacking players gets a shot in this game, then that's someone I'm going to consider, even though Dallas has a, a pretty stout defense. They're a pretty good team.
1: Anyone in particular? Bradford Jameson uh, or one of those guys?
2: Yeah, like Raul Mendiola is a guy that I think if he gets a start on like an attacking wing, he's going to be definitely in consideration. Emma Boateng has gotten a little pricey. He's up to sixty yeah. three hundred. Jose Villarreal Real is a guy I've wanted to play pretty much all year, but I don't know if he's gotten any time in uh, in MLS this season. Mm. But he was good last year in uh, in fantasy at times, yep. just like Jameson was.
1: Yep. Yep. I remember that. That game's in LA, so it's not like they have to fly in their academy products; they'll just come right to the game.
2: <laughs> I mean, they could have instead of lending Jack McBean to like a third third tier. <laughs> Uh, side in England they could have just used him at forward and he'd probably be in the top half of major league soccer forwards right now yeah
1: yeah okay Uh, let's move on to Montreal uh, at New England
2: the two of the most annoying teams in the league
1: Um, yep Uh, Montreal is in the playoffs Uh, New England is not uh, New England needs three points, and they need some help from Philadelphia. Um, major help. Major uh, help. I think 12-goal I think to...
2: differential. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. So, um, theoretically— That's
3: Kamara's 13-goal game we've
1: all been waiting that's for. That's right. He's going to make up for his entire lost season this weekend. Um, JD, uh, do you like Didier Drogba in this game?
2: I don't think he's going to start. <laughs>
1: no, he's definitely not
2: starting. <laughs> Um, but it sounds like him and Maro Biello sat down, had a little discussion. Uh, well, I guess maybe some of our listeners don't even know what happened this past <laughs> weekend. I'll I'll recap, please. On on Saturday, Maro Biello uh, hung some onion and told <laughs> and told Didier Drogba, But hey, you're not gonna start tomorrow. It's gonna be Matteo Mancosu. I want to bring you off the bench as a super sub. You don't really go out there and hustle. Maybe he didn't tell him that, but this is what he was thinking. Um, so, yeah, he just said, take a seat. We'll bring you on later, whatever. And Drogba, like, for once, I guess, I guess it was just an assault on his character because usually he doesn't seem to care that much about what goes on uh, with Montreal's success these days. But he didn't like being insulted, and he said, well, if I'm not going to be in the 11, then don't even put me in the 18th. So Drogba was like mysteriously absent until that story came out on Sunday. And I, it basically sounded like the end of Drogba in Montreal for me. I mean, it essentially is this season anyway. And then that, how do you repair that right before the playoffs? But it sounds like they sat down and Drogba is now accepting of his role. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Do you think he huh.
1: accepted that for this weekend knowing they are playing on turf and that there was no way he could play 90 anyway?
2: I think he accepted it knowing that it was like in his contract he can't be a buffoon. <laughs> like, I mean, if you do that, you're not going to get your paycheck. And if that's how you want perhaps your last, you know, game of your playing career to go, if he's going to hang up the boots, he probably isn't. But who knows? He'll, then he's, I
1: think he's going to get rich in China first.
2: That's what I was thinking. China, or I guess Napoli was like a recent rumor oh, that came ridiculous. out. Or ridiculous. Who who knows? Um, but, yeah, if that's how he wants... I don't want to say his last real game, because China and MLS are probably more comparable than we'd like to admit. Mm. But um, More money there. Yes, it's even more top-heavy than MLS and their designated player rule is. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, I like Mancosu. He might come off at 60 minutes, but... New England, like, have to score. So they're going to be really pushing the tempo, getting upfield. Chris Tierney is going to be unleashed, probably. Mm -hmm. So uh, while we're talking about this game, Chris Tierney might be by far the best defender play. Um, Kai Kamara could be one of the best forward plays just because they're going to be lobbing so many balls into him. But for that matter, then you have to like the Montreal, like guys that can counterattack, like a Piotti, like a Mancosu. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you think Skyler do you think New England attacks enough thinking they can somehow make up a 12 goal differential I mean they don't have to score all 12 themselves
3: right I just don't know if it's even worth them putting out that kind of effort at this well, point, what I mean, what just,
2: else are they gonna do? Just like not I come out and play? Yeah,
3: I don't think that they're not that they're not gonna show up, but I don't think that they're gonna go into it thinking we're gonna make this difference, this difference up. Well, they to
2: try.
1: See, they can win six nothing, and then the Red, the Union beat the Red Bulls six nothing. I'm sure crazier thing. I mean,
2: I mean the Red Bulls Red could, beat could easily beat the Union six nothing if they wanted to.
3: <laughs> not the other way around, though.
2: The Union have been one of the worst teams lately. Yeah
3: um i'll be looking to see if tierney starts if he's not in the lineup i'll probably play lee win again i played him last week because tierney wasn't starting and i think he's been dealing with some sort of a hamstring but apparently he's on the men he's uh he's potentially gonna be back in the starting lineup this weekend um i'm just not sure i would play him at 6500 um but i see jd's reasoning there i mean the the revs have nothing to lose at this point. They're going to be throwing everything forward, so this one could turn into a goal fest. Um, it's just picking out the right guys. I had uh, Kellen Rowe, Lee Wynn, and Kai Kamara in my lineup last week, and Diego Fagundes was the one that scored. Yeah. So it just it's tough to predict with that team, and I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to move on past the revs this season, as I'm <laughs> sure many many are.
2: How about, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't touch the Revs goalkeeper in this one, but since New England have to score a ton of goals, maybe Evan Bush is a, a nice tournament play. He's $3,700. He's on the better team. Montreal are going to want to shorter things up before we get into the, the postseason. So uh, I see a lot of shots going Evan Bush's way, and given how New England have been playing this season, they're probably not going to be the best shots.
3: Yeah. yeah, and Bobby Shuttleworth on the other side, he's only $300 more. He's going to start since Knighton got the red card. Uh, yeah, but that week.
2: was what I, I said, just the way New England has to push forward. I, I right. can't see Shuttleworth being a good play. He's going to be so vulnerable.
3: Right, so if if uh, Montreal is counterattacking and he's having some shots thrown at him, I could see a decent game if, uh, if New England are really trying to win it. So, I don't know. The Revs, uh, again... Maybe, uh, maybe we'll get to see our boy Donnie Smith. He actually came on and uh, played as a sub, I think, a few minutes last game. Three crosses in 33 minutes. <laughs> Man, that guy's a crossing machine. As soon so, as I saw that Tierney wasn't in the lineup, I was like,
1: oh, my gosh, Smith is starting. And it's like, ah, oh. they're sitting next <laughs> to each other.
3: <laughs> well, uh, Heaps has actually come out and said that we'll see some a few fresh new faces this weekend. So maybe he's one of them.
2: How about their first-round draft pick, Scotty McCrary? Let's get him. Or Jordan McCrary, Jordan. sorry. Where did I come up with Scotty? Anyway, Jordan McCrary uh, hasn't seen any time. He's 2,500. Get him in there if you really don't think you have any chance.
1: Why do you like Lee Wynn in this one?
2: Like, Me? I know everything
1: well, we've said, but, like, we've said just, this for, like, weeks. and
3: Yeah, it's really based on if uh, Tierney doesn't start. Because he's, he'll be on the set pieces. He didn't start last weekend uh,
1: either. What did he have? Nine? I mean, that's...
3: Yeah, he had eight. He took the corner kicks. Um, had I guess he had six crosses. So... I think yeah, he's, yeah,
2: mailed I it it it. he's mailed it in. He's mailed it in this year, I think. so. I, he's not a terrible play, 6,400, if he's on all the set pieces. But not the greatest either. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. Um... Let's go to the next game. We've got uh, Columbus at New York City FC, which um, New York City have not locked up the two seed. Um, I don't think they have... Yeah, they won't They won't be able to get the top seed. Um, so they obviously have plenty to play for. They're playing a, a crew side that has been pretty horrendous. Um, David Villa is obviously at the top of many lists. Who do you guys like after David via in this
3: game? Hmm. Well, no, Not... I'm so honed in on David via. This is it's <laughs> going to be a, the David via show. It's him and BWP for the Golden Boot. Via's one goal back, so I'm probably all over David via everywhere, yeah. including my captain from LS fantasy. This is prime position for him to score a hat trick. So I just haven't even really thought put much thought into it other than seeing this game new york city against columbus and just david v is the only thing that comes to mind so mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah i mean frank lampard is almost certainly going to be out of this one correct yeah so I, I mean i think we can safely rule out mixed disc rude
1: <laughs> abby wambach has
2: um well oh, and- i didn't even see that but is it just how she hates people that weren't actually born in America? Yes.
3: She, <laughs> okay. she had another
2: another comment recently about it. Um, gotcha.
3: So, I think Mozzareta's injured now, isn't it? Yes, I?
1: I believe so, although they haven't gotten much out of their fullbacks since they play centerbacks just out wide instead of using real fullbacks. But right. I think R.J. Allen's supposed to be back on the other side, if that entices you at all. Mm. Jack Harrison, anyone? No. I mean, if you
2: like Villa, then I I wouldn't hate stacking Harrison or McNamara or even a Pirlo uh, with him. I mean, Pirlo is still a great distributor, and David Villa really wants the golden boots. So what do you think Pirlo's first instinct is going to be every single time he gets the ball? It's going to be David Villa. Yeah. But um, it's just all – none of those are safe, which is the, the my problem right. and. Even though we we talk GPP a lot and what we're going to do in tournaments, I mean, there can be safe plays that also have equal upside. So I don't know if you really need to take a stab at, at any of these guys, but maybe a Tommy McNamara intrigues me.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, he hasn't
2: had a, a big game in a while, and yeah. he's certainly capable of putting up some, some nice totals, and he, he works well with every single person on that team now. So um, that's one bonus he has going for him.
3: I think I might play Tommy Mac this this week. Oh. Seems like every time you, th- you throw him out there, J.D., he's, he turns up with a decent game. So
2: Oh, that's the, the deciding be, factor? Yeah, you might be
3: the Tommy Mac whisperer.
2: <laughs> if my weekend was free, I would probably be there to watch Tommy Mac. Oh, just dominate. Oh. Hoping to catch a playoff game in New York.
1: Mm. Yeah,
2: that would be fun. You want to come up, Skyler? That would be fun. Oh, I'd love it. I
3: would love it. I I don't know if it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody from
1: Columbus? I mean, New York City haven't been that great defensively, and that's putting it lightly.
2: I mean, first you have to roll the dice and decide what forwards are going to start for Columbus. Then you have to roll the dice and pick which one's actually going to have a decent game. You need to figure out... Who they're gonna play out on the wing? Is it gonna be Christian Martinez like it was last week? And how good do you think he's gonna be combining with people? He was pretty poor, it um, just all around not a not a clear situation, and not one that that makes me confident in any of them. I mean, maybe Muhammad Syed is a guy that I use at fifty eight hundred if he like just kind of perfectly fits there in my lineup at that price. But I I'd, I'd probably Look to build my lineup a different way if that was the result.
3: <laughs> no, Adam John love. I was gonna say 4, Adam John is like the hottest striker. No. Three goals, two games, pass,
2: hard pass.
3: <laughs> what? Uh, I'm probably gonna pass too, but I just gotta throw <laughs> it out there. He does have three goals in two games. Yeah, he does. 45 points or something like that.
2: Wow. Two of them were against Chicago, so that only counts as like a 50 percent factor. So he has two goals in two games. <laughs> <laughs> one, at, one at Red
3: Bulls. So, what does that right. count for? Oh, I was say they, that Robles has yeah.
2: the most shutouts in the league. Am I correct? The Red Bulls were up like 2 nothing or 3 to right, 1 three at no that no point? No. Yeah, it was 3 0. <laughs> <now>. okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, well.
1: All right. Uh, next game is DC at Orlando. Um, DC's... DC
2: United, best team in the league.
1: That's right. Um, DC can't move up to the third spot, but they can move to the fifth, um, which I'm not sure that makes that much of a difference um, while Orlando is out uh, officially. So do we see Kaká sit um, and to open up some spots for other people or I, the game is in Orlando. So I imagine they don't sit in, but um, or I mean, DC doesn't have a ton to play for. So do we see any rotation with them or are you guys going all out on Patty Mullins and, um Lloyd Sam.
2: DC, DC actually do have a lot to play for. They want home field advantage in that right. knockout. Okay. Knockout round. Alright.
3: Yeah, if they win, then they I think that assures them of yes, the it does. home home field in that first knockout round game. So yeah, they very good play this game.
2: Ironically, you really don't want the home field advantage once you get past the knockout round. Um and you have play the home in a ways, because historically in MLS it seems like, at least lately, the team that plays on the road first, or wait, the team that plays at that home, plays first, at home has first has the advantage. Yeah. No, they, the team that or, plays at sorry. home first has the advantage lately, yes, yeah, yes. because, you know, you get a good game, and then you go on the road, and you just bunker down and do what you have to do in desperation, so. Right, right. The MLS should really let the teams pick, I think, personally, but
1: yeah, anyway. That, be, that seems like an interesting Orla- thing to do.
2: <laughs> Orlando I, that wasn't has, negative, I just mean like, you know. right
1: accepting of change.
2: Yeah, that's very true. Orlando's selling $15 tickets to this game, so maybe they'll fill up the bowl uh, for one last hurrah, mm-hmm. and Kaká can run out, and who knows? But I think D.C. United are going to win pretty convincingly. Um, they've been playing extremely well. I think they're the top of the form table for either conference.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're going to keep rolling. They're also a team that is kind of hard to pick, one single person from but yeah i think luciano acosta is a guy that could have a really good game
3: he's always your game too it seems i think sam out of those like the three that you're looking at of course in the midfield is patrick mullins lloyd sam and then uh acosta and they're all within uh seven hundred dollars of each other acosta is the most expensive 7700 then you got mullins 7300 and sam who takes corners and set pieces two assists last game He's hit double digits, like four or five straight. He's 7,000. He's the one that jumps out to me that I, I would probably play, um, especially in cash over the others. But the others are definitely still good options. Um, but Sam is the one that I'm probably gravitating towards. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: It sounds like Sean Franklin may be close to returning this weekend. I'm not sure. Um, Nick DeLeon has been kind of playing in that right back spot. Yep. so. Sean Franklin's 4000 it it wouldn't be a terrible play but keep in mind I mean he is returning from an injury so mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want to if you uh, want to roll out any Orlando players, we talked about him last week. Perez Garcia showed up with another good game. He uh he's on corners now for Orlando. He had 10 points last week. So 5500 you you want a little bit more out of that but um, he's the type of guy that could show up with a goal or an assist and turn a, a ten point performance into twenty points really quick. So
2: Yeah, I mean that was on only three crosses. So if he had like a full helping of uh of corners, like they actually earned more than a, a handful. Right. Than, he had um...
3: sixteen crosses the game before that. Yeah. So that kind of shows you the you know, the upside that he has.
2: Yeah, and Rivas had a good game too. I think he's a guy that we talked about briefly on the podcast last week. He had four shots, one goal, drew four fouls. So, uh, if they want to just get him another game's worth of experience, kind of looking towards next year when hopefully he can become a a full time starter, then
1: you also got not an bad play for your boy Rafael Ramos.
2: Yes, I like Rafael Ramos. Although last week I believe I was talking about Rodrigo Ramos. Oh, we're you saying Rodrigo. For, oh, pardon for me. Chicago. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I I like both of them. They're kind of they're pretty similar. Rodrigo, I think, at the beginning of the season was a little more kind of adventurous yes, going for sure. forward, but Raphael can also be adventurous going mm-hmm. forward. He takes a little bit more uh, kind of just stupid fouls and yellow cards and whatnot, though. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, are you paying up for Bill Hamid? I'll think dad. about it. Yeah, I mean, not he's that 3900, 3900 is not have pay up at all. Yeah, road keeper. Oh. I forgot about that.
2: Jurgen Klinsmann listed him, like, super far down his goalkeeper Seventh. depth chart. Seventh. <laughs> that is insane. That is so crazy. Seventh. He should be, like, at least in the top three. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yarborough and probably, did he list Sean Johnson ahead of him? Because that will make my blood pressure skyrocket.
1: I assume it was Horvath and... Uh... I didn't see where
2: Bingham. Cody,
3: Cody Cropper was. on probably. Ramondo
2: Was Ramondo ahead of Bill Hamid? Probably. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, come on. Bill Hamid is so good. I think he's trying to motivate Hamid to go overseas. Maybe. Like, I'm not going to think highly of you until you leave MLS. Right. He seems like he plays those mind games and just tries to like, get people to to go. But Oh, for sure. That's I, don't I don't know.
3: Looking well, at Hamid's uh, game log, too, just he's he's conceded a goal in each of the last two games, but he's had nineteen and thirteen points in those two games. So, gosh. just a beast. I mean, he's had eight saves last game, five of the game before that. So, yeah, it's a solid play at thirty nine hundred.
2: Given that he still have
3: something to play for.
2: Yeah, that's an awesome play. I mean, Bill Hamid's probably for the value the number one goalkeeper on this slate. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's a good. Good shout. Uh, let's go next to the Red Bulls and the Union. Uh, as we said, the Union might have to win this one seven nothing for, or I guess they can't can't win it seven nothing, right? Or else New England gets in, so they have to keep this. Somewhat <laughs> yeah, the tight. Red
3: Bulls have to win seven. Oh, the Red 7-0. Bulls do. Excuse me, the
1: Red Bulls Sorry. do. Right, right. Right, Right, right and, then and then
2: New England has to win six. And New England five nothing, or yes. Yeah. Yeah, at least five nothing, maybe six nothing.
1: What's this? What's the third tiebreaker after? Uh, then goals four.
2: Uh, uh, let me pull out my red line uh rule New book England here. would have to
1: be <laughs> 11, six It's it's messy, but it could happen. Um, so the Red Bulls uh, have locked. Have they locked up the top? Uh, yeah. No. They've, they've all I mean, but locked up. Basically. Yeah, they've yes. all but locked
2: it up. It's a thirteen. 13- Goal differential, I right, believe.
1: Right, although New York's playing Columbus, so <laughs> um do we th- think we see any rotation for the Red Bulls that could open up some salary? I mean, does Cledston sit or BWP definitely doesn't because he's he's got a goal rec- goal yeah, goal I don't, to win. I, th-
2: I think they put out the full lineup and see what happens, then readjust at halftime. Maybe. Yeah. It's yes. the the weird thing is I. New York and Philly are like kind of rivals, especially this season. Yep. They've played each other pretty tough. Yeah. Um. However, I mean Jesse Marsh and Jim Curtin are good friends. They played together on the the U.S. national team, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the Union just need a point to to lock up the playoff spot, though.
2: Yeah. So so I can see maybe if it looks like BWP, he gets a goal or two in the the first half, and it's going to be tough to pull him off. But maybe like a clashton, you would pull off and. I don't think Marsh would be that upset if Philly got their point, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, Philly
3: I really, I, I Philly can lose. They, <laughs> there's not going to be any turning around of a 12 goal, 13 goal <laughs> differential. So, and New York actually do have the uh, top seed locked up. Yeah, unless kind of the the same deal. I think if uh, they lose and then New York wins by like 13 goals, or New York City wins by like 13 goals, they could leapfrog frog them, but. Um, Red Bulls really don't have anything to play for here other than BWP's golden boot. So I uh, could definitely see some rotation here, but I don't think we'll... I think it's kind of like JD said. We'll probably see a full strength starting 11 and then start to see maybe a question uh, come out a little bit before he normally does. But I think BWP's probably going to get a full run of minutes.
2: And this is a huge game for Philly, I should add, because A, they probably don't want to play the third seed. If they can... Somehow move ahead of Montreal um, and play DC United. They'd probably prefer that. Mm-hmm. Also, they need any kind of confidence they can get going into the playoffs. At this point, they have not been playing well, so I I think they really are going to try and get back on track. And either they're going to flounder or they're going to succeed. And um, you could see them surprise the Red Bulls here. I don't know. They've they've been playing bad, but they have all the personnel that should make up a good team. Um, so I'll be interested to see how Philly approach it. I think they need to get some confidence. And keeping up with the good Red Bulls team would do that. Also, Maurice Adu, I think he was on the bench last week. So he's kind of a, a huge player for them that's been out all season. Yeah. And if, if they can get him some minutes, I think they're really going to look to do that. And I think that would that would immensely help their team. It's just a matter of if they can work him in in time before the, the knockout round. Right, right.
1: Um, that makes sense. Is there anybody from the Red Bulls other than Kledshin and BWP that you think about?
2: Yeah, I mean Grella. Grella looked pretty good last week. I think I wrote him up, and he scored a goal. He had three shots, all of them were on target. Yeah. Uh, total nineteen points, so he's in there. I think they said Royer is uh is probably going to be back this week too, so he's forty three hundred if he gets in there instead. Um. Pretty much any Red Bulls, like, attacking player I consider. I mean, Felipe and Dax McCarty probably not so much, but even they, like, have good games fairly frequently. Um, defensively, it's it's kind of tough. I don't know that I would take anyone on either team, but...
3: Uh, Robles at 4,000 4, seems a little enticing. I mean, it feels like we've talked about goalkeepers, like, more than we have all season combined tonight, but... <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, he is at 4,000. He is a pretty decent play if um, if he starts, and w- and he might not even start this game. They might let uh, Kyle Rainish might be one of their backups. Might be a starter. So if Raynish or Ryan Mears start, then I'd probably look their way. Maybe
2: I was actually going to say Andre Blake on the other side was one that interested me. If BWP is really trying to secure the golden boot and just kind of firing uh, at will on target. We've seen many yeah, times
3: 4,200,
2: right. And early in the season, BWP couldn't buy a goal to save his life. Yeah, He created he's plenty a, of
3: save
1: opportunities.
2: <laughs> yes. He is a very streaky finisher. And a lot of times he, he kind of goes by the, the Wayne Gretzky, um, that's right. Method of thinking, just put it on target and something good's going to happen. He doesn't need to pick a corner or whatever. And that kind of bites BWP sometimes. Cause it goes straight to the keeper, a lot mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I don't think that's a bad way to approach it whatsoever either. I should add, but, um, it can be frustrating when you're watching him and you want to go. And instead of trying to pick a corner, he, he kind of puts it close to the keeper. Yep. Yep. I hear you.
1: Um, let's move on to the next game, which has probably the biggest implications for both teams, uh, in terms of a single game, we've got RSL at Seattle both need, or RSL um, needs a point to get. I can't even tell if they're gonna. If that that doesn't even guarantee them, I guess. Um, oh yes, a point does because then Seattle won't get in. But anyway, right? Seattle uh, makes everything a lot easier if they win. Same with RSL. Scholar, I think you said earlier that. Uh, did you say Ladero was your top midfielder this week?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Him and, uh, gosh, are up there, up there for me. Um, I guess, uh, is yeah, Ivan Schitz is definitely still out. So Ladero is going to be on all set pieces. Seattle have everything at stake here. Um, I mean, he's just, he's a game changer, so I'm paying up, uh, 10,500. He's definitely my top midfielder on the slate. Um, I just, I don't know where else to go with Seattle. I mean, Jordan Morris is so goal dependent. I just I don't feel like I could play him other than like a two-game slate. I yeah. mean, it, it's a huge game for Seattle. I just I feel like a guy like Ladero is gonna be the difference.
2: Yeah, I really like Ladero too. I don't think he's as overwhelmingly my favorite midfielder as he is for Skyler, but he he very well could be the top once I I take a look at my rankings and figure things out. Um, I think Valeri is up there if he's healthy and deemed fit to play. I think question is also up there despite concerns. Maybe he comes off a little bit early. Um, and I think Piotti is Piotti's in the conversation. So is Gashi. Um, so I, I, I don't think he's running away with it because RSL, I think Kyle Beckerman is going to try and hound Ladero all game, maybe closer to a, a shadowing type of thing than we usually see. Um, cause if you shut down Ladero, you essentially are going to shut down Seattle's entire attack. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see how they play him. I do think he can, can rise above that and still be a huge fantasy contributor. So yeah, he's, he's way up there. I, I can see exactly why Skyler says he's his top play. He does it all. He takes the set pieces. Um, usually the corners and, uh, good bet for a goal. Great bet for an assist. I think Jordan Morris is a, a fine play, even though he's goal dependent. So it's, it's going to be a good game. It's probably the one that everyone's most anticipating this weekend. And yeah, that that's about all I have. I think RSLs, you have to consider some of their options as well, but it's always tough because they have just kind of three good forwards huh. and it's, it's tough to decide who's gonna, gonna get the goal between all of them.
1: Yeah, that's, but I was, I, but they're really the only ones you're considering, right?
2: I mean, Javier Morales is a guy I, I you know, have really liked in the past, uh, particularly prior seasons. And I think we were reminiscing a couple weeks ago off the podcast, Andrew, me and Skylar had him ranked like, yeah, way high One up, in two, our mid- really, yeah, yeah, in our preseason midfielder rankings because because he had those three great forwards playing in front of him, right? But um,
1: he he talented. definitely.
2: He's definitely taken a step back. He's older. Um, he he has had a th- just kind of a penchant for getting hurt. Um, but sad to see because he's he was truly one of the, the better hard-nosed and playmaking at the same time midfielders um, in his prime and even well past his prime. But, yeah, I think it's the three forwards pretty much. Maybe you can get a fullback in there for RSL if you, you really believe, like, Damar Phillips – um, I know Skyler ha- has a thing for Jaime mm-hmm. Um but <laughs> I think I'm going to pass overall I'm going to pass on the goalkeepers in this one I know Ramondo was a he's very cheap kind of a, a nice high upside play that Skyler mentioned but I just like some of the options elsewhere and for me this game's Ladero and maybe maybe a burrito uh, Plata is almost 10,000 which is nuts so <laughs> Mobcicien's yes. kind of the same as Jordan Morris, just very goal dependent for the price.
3: That's the thing with me with uh, with uh, Plata, especially. I mean, the pricing just so tight. The slate, especially if you're going to try to squeeze in some sort of Via Ladero or Via Gashi combo. I mean, you're not going to have much left over. You're going to have to find the value. There's no way you'll be able to squeeze um, three top tier guys in like that. So. Uh, I hate to fade him because it is such a huge game for Salt Lake. I think Plott is probably going to have a good game. Um could go under the radar just because there are so many guys in that price range that a lot of people are going to pick over him.
2: Yeah, he'll be um, some of the lowest owned out of like any kind of top tier attacking play. So it it might be if the the tournaments were bigger and it would be a if I like would put 10 entries into the GPP, then Excuse me. Uh, Plata would probably be definitely in a lineup just because his upside is immense. His ownership is going to be so low, but this tournament's not really. There's 294 spots in the biggest one. I bet the maximum prize is like 300 bucks. So that's 500. 500. Okay. It's, ha- it's
1: half
3: the pot. <laughs>
2: it's one. I. It says here 100, unless I entered the wrong thing.
3: Okay, yeah, I'm I'm thinking of the $50 entry one. Oh yeah, that's that's the that's the uh, kind of grand finale season finale f- 50.
2: Yeah, but there's like what 50 spots in their grand finale tournament. Sweet, 22. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I, never mind. But um, okay, so if if you put 10 entries into the 1K sweeper for the hundred dollar top prize, I mean you're at 40 bucks to win a hundred if you or the best out of everyone that's not not good value
1: unless you just train it and then you could take the top 10 spots <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and then if you lose like if you don't get anywhere close to the top five even if all your lineups cash you're like breaking even mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh man that's depressing but <laughs> yeah so i i kind of like plata but okay probably probably what five lineups will have him in the uh yeah. in the big tournament of 294 yeah maybe i'll put him in the 50 There's just for go. fun there you go
1: um next is chicago at toronto skyler you said david via was your fmls captain home against columbus which means you would not be picking Javinko home against chicago
3: um he's still in my lineup but i'm i'm just so set on david via i mean it's don't, hey, don't count get me wrong, I, I love Via, so... Right, don't count Juvinko out from a big week. Like, this is a prime spot for him to shine to, but... Um,
2: he only had out. nine shots last week.
3: He <laughs> only had nine shots and an assist <laughs> in 90 minutes when we were all kind of like, oh, is he going to play 60? Is he going to be... Is he even going to start?
2: And they uh, need to win. They need to jump ahead of... I mean, they don't need to, but it would be nice if they got a first-round bye and Juvinko could rest.
1: Yeah, they have a shot so, to win. Um,
2: yeah, if I mean if they're to
1: move up, so they should they they need to play to win.
2: And it's Chicago, so you don't even really have to try if you want to <laughs> to beat them or score against them. So, yeah, I I agree with Skyler I'm kind of leaning towards David Via, but it's so close. I mean, Javinko's so good. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Captain Wise and uh, it's a tough call. I think it's going to be split down the middle. Um I just I feel like David V is the guaranteed goal. BWP was my guaranteed goal last weekend, and it and he came through. And I think David V is guaranteed goal. Giovinco, you can't really say is not, but um, he's going to get all the other peripheral stats that you want, especially on DraftKings. So he's a great play. I'm just if I'm playing Villa, it's going to be hard to squeeze him in, or it's probably not going to happen. So <laughs> if you um, play, if you put both of them into a lineup.
1: Your remaining salary for the rest of your team is four thousand per spot.
2: <laughs> Man, it's a bunch of Tommy Thompsons. <laughs> yeah, it could
3: happen with the goalie value, and like yeah. I said earlier, there's going to be a lot of value that opens up. You just you got to be kind of privy to where the value is and which uh, cheap play is, you know, is actually going to be fantasy relevant, or which cheap play is just going to be more of a defensive player and get you a point or two here and there. So, mm-hmm. um.
2: If you're squeamish about that, think about Josie Altidore. I mean, that's something that David Villa doesn't have that javinko does. He has, like, another dominant forward right now up top with him. And uh, Josie, I think, costs $4,200 less. He's probably close to as good of a bet for a goal as javinko is. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds crazy to say, but, I mean, yeah, Josie's been playing – Really, really well. Uh, Javinko is going to have all the attention on him, and uh, I don't, I don't know. I think it wouldn't be a bad play at all. Ninety-five hundred. If you can't afford Javinko, but you still want some exposure to Toronto's attack, then not a bad choice.
3: Yeah. Or uh,
2: Armando that Cooper. That's right. Oh,
3: okay. Let's split that in half. Armando Cooper. Man, he's been a beast.
2: He's so beast. good
3: at yeah, 5000 i think i talked about donovan earlier for around that same price point but if it's between if it comes down to choosing somebody at 5000 then armando cooper's the guy um, his price has jumped pretty significantly over the past few weeks but rightfully so he's hit double digits in three straight um, only one assist over that the course of those games so that just proves you know that he's picking up stats everywhere else so
2: yeah uh, it's well, not really from it's not really from shots and crosses either. It's just like a conglomeration of everything, especially fouls drawn.
1: Yeah, he draws a ton of fouls. Yeah,
3: drawing fouls,
1: uh, winning tackles. Line. Yeah.
2: It's
3: just it's all over the place. And now, you know, he we haven't even seen we've just seen him play with Jivinko one game. So I think he's got a lot to build on and love the play even at five thousand, even though it's more than we've had to pay um so far, I'd still play him this weekend. Mm.
2: Yeah, Toronto's going to be a really tough out in the playoffs. I hope they don't choke in the the first knockout round if they have to play in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Chicago players? No, probably not. I mean, a com he was he. I mean, he looked like Messi out there last weekend. <laughs> like, I watched the game and he actually like he looked like Messi going at. Uh, who was Chicago New, playing England. Last week. New England New England yes yeah, so, I mean I guess take that for what it's worth but um, he was causing fits from the start and I was I mean it surprised me a little bit just because of some of what we've talked to talked about already on the podcast in weeks past like just so hit or miss with him like he's he'll show up with a game like this and then he'll turn in like a two, perform- two point performance the next game so um, probably avoiding him against Toronto on the road but Man, I love watching him play, especially in a game like that. Like last weekend, that was fun to watch. Hmm. Yeah. Another guy that we didn't uh, mention from Toronto that I like is Justin Morrow. Um, he's kind of expensive, I guess, for a defender, but feels like he's been pushing double digits the past several weeks. So, um, And he's he's getting in good spots. I mean, he's actually like moving up into the box and in the box when Toronto FC is on the attack, so... Um, good things happen when that happens, and for a defender, then um, that's what I like. That's how. That's who I like to roll out. So,
2: yeah, he's had twelve or more points in five of his last six matches, which is wow incredible for a fullback. And um, I guess if you want to save money on Tierney for sixty five hundred, but you still want an elite defender, Morrow is a great choice. I think Taylor Kemp is another guy that I would put up there with the two of them, and. Yeah, is a guy that wasn't really on my radar too much, but definitely someone that people could consider, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, final game is Portland at Vancouver. Portland with plenty to play for, Vancouver, um, not so much, is <laughs> <laughs> how big of a loss uh, – I don't want to say like how big of a loss is Valeri if he doesn't play. But if Valeri, Huge. Yeah, if Valeri doesn't play, does that make you consider other guys from Portland? Or are you just off them completely because of that?
2: No, I would consider other guys from Portland. I mean, they they need this game. They're going to be pushing uh, for the win. I mean, I guess maybe if they go up, then they just kind of bunker. But I, I don't know. I just see, I see Portland coming out and taking care of business in this one. It is a Cascadia Cup match, and I believe that Vancouver is still in a position where they could win it with a result. I Um, I have not won on the
1: road at all this year. That's the thing that worries me.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, who scored isn't really... They don't have the Cascadia Cup standings here in front of me, but I I do think... I think
3: I've heard rumblings of that, that Vancouver's actually still playing for that.
2: They might actually be the front-runner at this point for it, and uh, but Portland might be able to jump them. I'm not positive, but anyway. Um, the the one concern with Portland is they put out a, a solid squad last night against Saprissa. They needed to get a result to uh, go into the knockout rounds of CONCACAF Champions League, and unfortunately they tied 1-1. So it was at home, but it was kind of a rainy and tiresome uh, match, and... I don't know, just a little bit concerning. They're going to be drained. They had an emotional game last week against Colorado. I think, what, they stole a, a one nothing game? Played played decently, but Colorado kind of came back towards the end and gave them a little bit of a scare. And if they don't have Valeri and they have to play Ned Grabovoy again, <laughs> majorly concerning.
3: It feels like it might be a Darlington-Nagby game, though. It seems like he's always stepped up against vancouver i might be wrong but it feels like i've seen him score a couple goals against them and
2: i i totally been, agree
3: yeah he's been so quiet all season he's gonna go overlooked on this slate
2: especially um, that there's some you know there's talk about him and clinsman now so right i feel like maybe he has a little bit extra motivation to kind of kind of shut some people up but particularly clinsman who kind of <laughs> jerked him around in terms of calling him in not playing him and I mean, the trip from Portland's really far to these countries that he has to play down in the Central America and whatnot. So if you just make him come and you don't give him any minutes after he – he's looked good in every single appearance for the national team.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So – and I was listening to Open Wide for some soccer podcasts, and they were talking about how, like, Kleschen got so many minutes last time they were both in camp together, and Kleschen wasn't even originally a call-up. Yeah. To the camp, he replaced John Brooks, and then he's getting significant minutes. Nagby, who looked good in the uh, the Copa America action that he had, just kind of got overlooked. So I don't blame him for not wanting to go into camp, um, particularly when Portland was in this this important stretch. He wanted to be with his team, and yeah. don't blame him whatsoever. I I do think he has a big game. He's only forty six hundred. Uh, yeah, his probably... price actually
3: dropped a lot from last week. He had 12 points last week. Yeah. <laughs> his price dropped 100 bucks, so I'll take one that.
2: Of, one of the better values on the slate for, for sure. He had five shots. That's might be his first game in all season he's had five shots. Hmm. Hmm. Plus, Pedro Morales and David Usted aren't the best of friends lately. I think uh, <laughs> I shared that shared that with you guys this morning. It sounds like they got into a fight and... Usted if said, you want to fight? How about you show some fight on a Saturday? Hmm. I took out a curse word or two. but Yes. It I agree. That Pedro Morales has been super disappointing this year. Just get him out of here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been a total. Him that whole Drogba. team's been a
2: bust. Yeah, him and Drogba can go play in China together.
3: <laughs> Pedro has a goal in his last two starts. Uh-oh.
2: Yeah, that's that good for 400? him. He's not helping the team in any other way.
3: Are they both from the spot? <laughs>
2: probably. Yeah,
3: I think they are actually. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Alfonso, Alfonso Davies is just banking it off of him into the goal. Ugh.
3: Where was he last week? I was just about to say that.
2: Am I? Yeah, I you don't know. No. Like, he probably had like a math test I was the next just day. Just about to say that. <laughs> or prom or something. <laughs> it is uh, prom time. It is. is nah, no, uh, it's not. No, what not am even, I talking not about?
1: Not even close, actually. But there's got to be some sort of uh, cotillion or whatever they call them. <laughs> <these days. laughs> You're old. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you don't even have any school dance until my prom. So. <laughs> um, speaking of dressing up, how about that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Mac Weldon. Oh. No, Mac Weldon. Um, as a reminder, you can use the promo code ROTOSOCCER, R-O-T-O, and SOCCER. Uh, you've now made me feel guilty about spelling soccer out. So I'll just say soccer, um, to get 20% off your order. We thank them very much for sponsoring this podcast. Um, and JD, you going to wear them tomorrow for your birthday.
2: It's not only my birthday, it's, uh, a, a company dinner as well. So I will probably be sporting them. Yes. Uh, looking my finest there you go. and no one, no one will know, but I will. I think people will
1: you... no, notice you're just standing a little taller because you're...
2: A little boosted confidence, for sure, in my Mac Weldon's. Yeah. Um, a little Mac Weldon birthday suit for JD there. <laughs> <and> s- <laughs> speaking of just work situations, other things, and especially dress clothes and Mac Weldon's, I should note that some, some other premium underwear I have ordered from other companies, they don't have a fly. So like when you have to go to the bathroom in dress clothes, very inconvenient. But Mac Weldon does, which I super appreciate. I didn't even know that existed.
1: Yeah, I didn't know Underwear, with,
3: Underwear uh, without a fly. Yeah. Mac Weldon actually takes it a step yeah, further. They they've I was actually just about got to say like that. the on their their uh, boxers, they've got like a double button set up yeah. so on their waistband. So if you actually wanna just you know, if you're feeling after lunch or something in the <laughs> office, yep. you can instead of having the double button going, drop it down to a button. <laughs>
2: Oh, what man, mine don't have that.
3: <laughs> Maybe yeah, it's just the boxers and so not standard. standard
2: yeah, yeah, mine yeah. is a boxer briefs. But uh the boxer briefs do have a nice feature on I think it's the the eighteen hour jersey. They have like a the fly is kind of made of a different material. It's more like a mesh.
1: Mm, Easy nice to and find. Br-
2: nice nice and breathable. Mm. Very enjoyable. And also the waistband does not does not roll. I have yet to have the waistband roll whatsoever, which sometimes happens when you're sitting down in some dress clothes. So
1: Man, I hate dress
2: clothes. Lots of great features. I mean you could you could really dissect these underwear and all the features they have for (laughs) for a good ten minutes. It's (laughs) it's fascinating.
1: (laughs) Um unfortunately we don't have time for that today. We do have to talk to FMLS though.
2: Oh man. Okay. One one more note though. Maro Biello was wearing his antimicrobial drugba <laughs> Mac Weldon's this past weekend, and they, it worked out. He what a boss move. I I can't that say was... enough good things about Maro Biello doing that, and totally. especially the the week after I talked about the antimicrobial drugba underwear.
1: <laughs> um, FMLS. Um, I don't
2: want to talk about this.
1: Where are you now? After your. <laughs> <slowed laughs>
2: I am one thirty nine. Oh, you can easily after my my minus forty uh wild card debacle. Are you gonna wild card this week? Yeah, I have. I still <laughs> have it. Yeah. <laughs> so not? it's it's gonna happen. Uh, Valeri and Diaz are both injury concerns, so they're probably out yeah. of there. And... Diaz is
1: definitely out. So
2: yeah, exa- I didn't mean to say he's an injury concern. <laughs> it's maybe. Concerning for his career, but um, yeah, what a sad moment. I kind of just took a gamble last week, and I moved down. I think maybe four or five spots. I, I ended up on eighty-one. Uh, I captained Valeri. That was the big mistake instead mm. of BWP or Via or Piotti. um ended up working out okay. Yeah, he had nine. So I had a switcheroo with Agadello and maro diaz i believe so i got diaz in there after agadello only got five points and that was that so i mean i have i have a clean slate here and maybe i'll have some fun with it and make like an all terrible team
1: (laughs) what um skylar what is your opinion of taking hits now is it just too late in the season to do it or does it not even matter
3: no, I don't think it's too late in the season. Um, in fact, do I get them where...
1: for free because don't they come off my next week's score?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> no, they like don't. No. Oh, so no. depending on where you're where you are in the standings, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sixth right now, so I'm probably not gonna take too many hits. I don't feel like I've got a shot at first. I think I'm like almost forty points out, so yeah. I'm probably not gonna take too many hits. I'll probably play it safe and just shoot for like a top five mm-hmm. kind of thing. But you know, I'm not opposed to taking hits, especially with some of the injuries that we've got. Like I've got uh, Diaz and Valeri sitting in my lineup, so I'm yeah, probably gonna too. end up with at least like a minus four, maybe even a minus eight. Um, but it just goes back to like what we've been saying all season. If you truly feel like you know the guy you're bringing in is gonna at least get you that four points that you would be um, yep. missing out on anyways, yep. and then maybe a little bit more. Then I feel like it's validated. So um, say like a guy like Lodero, I'm bringing him in. I feel like he's good for 10 points this round. So, even if I'm having to take a minus four for him, then that's six extra points than I would have had if I left a guy like uh, Valerio Diaz in my lineup. So,
1: mm-hmm. I'm just staring at the Kellen Rowe logo on my team. I'm so furious about it.
3: <laughs> I'm doing the same with Kai Kamara. So, uh, uh. so it, it seems so let me, promising. Yep.
2: Yeah. Let me break this situation down for our listeners. We have Skyler sitting in sixth place. He is 49 points out of first, but he, he's only two points behind Keen as Mustard. Um, I don't really get that one, but it's probably British. And in fourth place, he's eight points behind the Golden Axe. So I, I think that's Skyler's, uh, yeah, that's Skyler's <laughs> two main targets. He can bump up to fourth fairly easily he's 30 points behind third um and andrew is within striking distance of skyler he is 18 yeah yeah he's 18 behind skyler um he is 13 behind simon thwaites of the mls fantasy boss podcast um i didn't know that yeah, I actually think he's their producer per se, but he's all, he's also a, a very good fantasy mind on the show, pretty big in the fantasy MLS subreddit. So, mm-hmm. overtaking him would be big for the Roto Wire podcast. And yeah. but you're also in danger of dropping yeah. out of the top ten. You big have time. three people, three people within four points of you, so that would drop you to eleven if they pass. So yeah, that's my crucial. minus four thought right there. <clears throat> Right. I mean, you're setting yourself back to even playing field with them right away. Right. So, very interesting. I, I would try to avoid a minus four at all costs, but um, I don't know. Because, like, you can't think about future weeks now. Like, you're improving your roster. It's literally, this guy has to do four points better than whoever I'm subbing out. and Yeah. You have a lot of good players, so once you deal with Diaz and potentially Valeri, then I don't know if a minus four is worth it personally.
1: If Valeri starting would be huge.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you have VIA and you have BWP, am I correct? And javinko And javinko So, I mean, you have the three the three big guns you need to worry about. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I've got Giavinko, uh, BWP, and Kai. Obviously, I'm bringing VIA in for Kai, but then I've got to deal with Diaz and Valeri in the midfield. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm thinking yeah, that's at rough. least minus four here. But um, just obviously, it's it almost goes without saying, like, we, all with all the games starting at the same time, we we're gonna get to see all the starting lineups. So there's no sense in making your transfers ahead of time. Yes. Oh gosh. Um, hold off until you see what what everybody what all the lineups look like and um, if Valeri starts that kind of thing. So
2: yeah, we really I can't believe all three of us didn't have Ladero last week.
3: Ah, uh, that's that's what keeps eating at me is Ladero instead of Kai. Like what what was I thinking? I mean it's. I guess New England. It just seemed like New England was in a prime position. If Philadelphia loses, which they did, all New England has had to do is get a win at Chicago, which didn't seem unreasonable, and it didn't happen.
2: It wasn't I, unreasonable. Yeah, Chicago, uh, New England choked. Yeah,
3: Lidero yep. at Dallas wasn't a great matchup. Dallas
1: needed a win. You know, they needed to keep. Yeah, pace, but so.
2: Ladera is just one of the best playmakers in the league. So I was. Don't I was, see out, that's all I've got right now. So. Pi-
1: the dropping Piatti was what infuriated me the most Ugh.
2: oh yeah God. i was like just insistent on getting a big time switcheroo so i had agadello and armando cooper um so i i couldn't afford like a 12.5 when i also wanted question yeah so i i think my choice was ladero or piotti and i guess i picked the right thing in yeah. in that case maybe my valeri blindness was uh and just thinking he was going to dominate because they needed it so bad was kind of a little bias on my part. Maybe he should have been the one that I cut.
1: Well, he came out early, so you never know what. Right. Yeah. What could have happened in the addition? Fernando Adi
2: might get a red guard this week if things don't go Portland's way. He <laughs> was really feisty last week. I mean, he was complaining to the ref the whole time, somewhat justifiably, but he he was pretty close to at least a, a yellow mm-hmm. and Kevin Doyle is a prick. <laughs> I think him and him and Audie were kind of going at each other or maybe, uh, Doyle and multiple other people, but yeah, that, that can't be said enough. You don't realize it because Kevin Doyle like never plays, but <laughs> when he is in there, man, not a fan. All right.
1: Uh, well guys, good luck this weekend uh, with both. well, I really want to see what uh, JD comes up with with this wild card cuz I feel like you, you have every reason to just go for it. Um but thank you to you guys. Thanks to Mac Weldon for sponsoring this podcast and good luck this weekend guys.
2: Good luck everybody. Good luck guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer podcast. For more great content, visit slash soccer